You're listening to Overcome the Overwhelm for Special Needs Moms with Lauren Lowry. Well, hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to remind you guys, if you are listening to this episode on the day it comes out, then tomorrow is the last day to register for spring of 2023, Overcome the Overwhelm. We are starting next week, and the doors will be closing. (laughs) So if you've been meaning to get in there, or if you're like, what is that? That is my one-on-one coaching program for special needs moms. I help them get out of survival mode, which is a little bit of what we're going to talk about in today's episode too, by the way. But this is weekly one-on-one sessions where you get that individual help and support And we talk about it all, not just life as a special needs mom, but life as a woman, life as a wife, you know, struggles with work, everything, because all of it, all of it adds to our stress, right? So that is what we do in the program. And if you want more information, like I said, you can go to our website. It is LowryLifeCoaching.com or feel free to send me a message on Facebook, Instagram, email, There's a contact form on my website. However, if you have questions or if you want to just talk and see, like, is this something that would benefit me? I'm more than happy to discuss it with you and talk it over. So that is that. All right. I kind of hinted we're going to be talking about survival mode, which not just that, because that's pretty broad for us, right? We talk about that all the time here on the the podcast. I want to talk about something, though. I had a memory the other day that... I remember it, and I don't know what even triggered it. I was thinking back to, like, 2020 or 2019. I don't even remember when it was. But where I was just, like, in the thick of it, right? I was just so, oh, gosh. I don't even know the words for it, right? But I was stressed. I was going through a lot. I was really stuck in the mud of survival mode. And I remember the memory that I had kind of triggered in my brain was I was in the kitchen and I was trying to cook dinner. It was like past six o'clock, you know, bedtime's at seven. Leo was crying. I think he was having just one of those really bad days where he gets very irritable. Um, Kimber, she had just recently been placed with us, I believe, which that is a lot of stress on a family. She was going through a lot and she was just going at it, asking question after question. She'd had a huge meltdown earlier in the day. I don't know why this day, it just stands out in my brain so much, so vividly. Um, so there she was, she was after her meltdown, I still had not recuperated from that situation because it was like two hours long. <laughs> uh, the dogs are scratching at the door. They just let them out and back in like, right. They just constantly need in and out. And I just wanted to scream. I remember I was cooking dinner and I just like slammed the wooden spoon down on the stove on like the cast iron pan. I just like wanted to scream. And I also wanted to run away and I just wanted to never come back. Right. I wanted to do both. I just remember that feeling so vividly that everything was just coming down around me and I couldn't handle it. I was overstimulated. I was overwhelmed. I was anxious. I was exhausted. I couldn't think straight and it really impacted me. And that was kind of like my breaking point, right? And every day, 
around that time, my main goal of life was like to make it to bedtime. That was just it. Like if I could just make it to bedtime, then I'll be okay. If I could just get these kids in bed and just get through all of this. Evening routine was awful. And a lot of families can relate to that. Evening routine, kids are tired. They're hangry. Moms are tired and hangry. And everybody is just on kind of, you know, on a short fuse. And if you're living in survival mode, your fuse is like non-existent, right? That fuse just becomes pretty much just not there. <laughs> I've never been an angry person. I've never felt like I had a lot of anger or like pent up, you know, aggression or rage or anything like mom rage or anything like that. But I, whenever I was in survival mode, it was very much the story of my life. I was like, I feel just angry all the time. I wanted my kids to just go to bed so I could just have some peace. And what I didn't realize at the time, in that moment, right, kind of until my breaking point and kind of got out of survival mode, got past and started kind of healing and seeing life different. I started living in my upstairs brain versus my survival brain. Everything seemed less urgent and less severe and less awful. <laughs> I finally was able to see everything I was missing out on. And the thing is, is I was missing out on the one thing that I loved and I valued the most in my life. And that was my family. If you were to ask me, Lauren, like, what is the most important thing to you? I would have said my family, my children, my husband, like this family is my reason why, is my reason for living. But here I was in that same breath, in that same moment, just wishing they would go away so I could have some peace and quiet. <laughs> and guys, if this is you, like if this is like, oh, relatable, it's okay. It is a thousand percent okay. This is not something you beat yourself up about. This is not something that you feel bad about and shameful. Like, oh, I'm an awful mom. I love my family, but I don't even want to be around them. <laughs> it's okay to have these feelings, but you don't have to to have those feelings if you don't want to, right? There is a way to get out of it. Like, it's okay. Like, we have to forgive ourselves for the things we did when we were in survival mode. That is kind of what I had to tell myself. And I think I even have that as like a quote on my Instagram on one of my posts that I did. Was that forgive yourself for the things you do in survival mode because we are not ourselves. We are operating out of the part of our brain that is responsible for fight, flight, and freeze, right? The part of our brain that is responsible from running away from a bear. <laughs> We're living in that part of our brain that cannot access higher level thinking. It cannot access critical thinking. It can't access problem solving skills. And it just is kind of, it knows how to apparently fight a three-year-old <laughs> and how to run away from home. <laughs> pretty, pretty useless, right? But that is the space you're living at whenever you're in survival mode and you can't be mad at yourself for it because it is just your brain trying to protect you because it is threatened by everything going on around you. It is threatened by the unknowns and the stress that you're experiencing whenever you're not processing it in a healthy way, whenever you're avoiding it instead of processing it. By, you know, in my case, I was 
eating a lot of Oreos and eating a lot of junk food and <laughs> drink a little bit of wine, right? I was doing everything. I was shopping. Oh, we're not going to talk about that. The shopping I was doing to avoid my feelings, right? And to avoid that stress because I just wanted to feel better. I didn't want to feel that stress. I didn't want to process that because that meant feeling yucky. I wanted to feel better. So, right, you seek things to feel better. So that's all of that to say. Don't beat yourself up, right? Forgive yourself. There's nothing to be mad about. You cannot help it. Well, you can, but like in that moment, like you can't, if you're living in your survival brain, you cannot control it, right? You're living in a reactive state. You were just like, almost like just an instant, like a fire. Like if you were to put a match on some gasoline, there's that instant, whew, how it just blows up. That is what your brain is like, right? And so there I was. I was just wishing my family would all go to bed so I could have some peace and quiet. Everything seemed like a burden to me. Things I had to do for them. I have to make them dinner. I have to change this diaper. I have to get Leo's medications ready. Like, ugh, God. I have to clean up another mess once again. Like, everything was just a burden. Everything was a hassle. Everything was being done to me. And this is the real, the real tricky part here because I felt like everything was being done to me. Like I was the victim here. I was just, oh, poor Lauren, woe is me. I was living very much in a victim mentality, which is where you see your circumstances as something that is happening to you. Your life is just happening to you. You have no control over it. But what I learned, of course, was that I did have control over it. <laughs> But let's, before we get there, before we get to that part, whenever I was seeing my life as, and seeing my family as a burden and having to do things for them and everything was just a struggle and I just wanted everyone to go to bed and, you know, very common, I feel like for mom culture too, to be like, oh, I just want the kids to go to bed already, you know, but I was missing out on the small things like bedtime. I was rushing through the bedtime routine. I was rushing through reading the books. I was rushing through the hugs and the kisses and the tuck-ins. I wasn't present. I wasn't noticing their little smiles. I wasn't noticing their little laughs. I wasn't noticing, you know, the things that they were saying to me because I was just annoyed. That's the other thing about survival mode is you are more easily annoyed by everything. And so I didn't notice that you know, my son, whenever I would pick him up and he would kind of hug me, I didn't notice it. I was just kind of living in the motions, going through the motions in just almost like a trance. Not really a trance, just I was constantly thinking about later, whenever I can have what I want. Later, whenever I get to sit down and rest. And that, that's okay, like to want those things and to say, yeah, I would like some peace and quiet. It's another to be living for those moments. And I was living for after bedtime. I was living for the moments where I did not have my family around me. And, and then and that was kind of that point, that day, that night, that I realized that. And I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like, I'm missing out on my life. I am missing out on my family, the things I love the most. And I know I had to do something. And that's when I hired my first coach. And that's, you know, the rest would go down the rabbit hole. But the point here is survival mode makes you miss 
things. It makes you miss out on so much. It makes you miss out on more than just your family. It makes you miss out on personal things for yourself as well. If you're a career-minded person, right, and you really value your work, living in survival mode can actually have you miss out on opportunities. Opportunities for maybe career advancement, for just opportunities for growth, personal development. Living in survival mode can have you miss out on love, right? It can have you miss out on that relationship with your husband because you're just going through the motions. You're not actively participating in your own marriage. That is going to have a serious negative impact on it. And I did an episode, uh, I think it was, I mean, it's been a few months now, but about the cost, the financial cost of living in survival mode. And part of that is divorce. We all have heard the statistics, right? It's like 50% or I don't know, 80% or something of special needs parents. I don't know the statistics. I don't think it's accurate, honestly. But we've all heard that, like kind of a scare tactic. That divorce rates are higher. I do believe that. Divorce rates are higher amongst special needs parents because of the higher stress levels. Divorce is expensive. Divorce is like fifteen to $20,000. That ain't cheap. And it could be a direct result because most divorces, I would say, happen because of the stress. Because what stress does to us, stress changes who we are because we start living in that downstairs brain. We become more irritable. We become more annoyed. We only see the negative. We become angry and we yell more. We become checked out and not present. That is going to affect your marriage, right? Our husbands are like, their wives, you know, if you're a guy listening here or, you know, your partner, whatever. <laughs> they are going to feel that. They are probably experiencing that as well. So you put two people together and that's just a recipe for disaster. Living in survival mode, it makes you miss out on life because you're just surviving. You're not living. And it makes you miss out on the joy, right? We only get one life. And that is something that is, it sounds cliche, but it is something that I hold very true. It's very, very dear to me. It's something I remind myself all the time is I only get one life. This is my one chance. I want to fill it up with oh so much and not just good because life is never going to be all good it's never going to be all sunshine and roses and daisies and unicorns no life is 50 50 right you have to have some of that bad some of that negative experiences right you have to let yourself feel the stress and feel the sadness and whatever all those negative emotions You have to allow the feeling of those in order to feel the good. Because if you don't let yourself feel the bad, you avoid it. You're numbing out your life. You're numbing out the good. You may be avoiding the bad and feeling like you're just numbing that part, but you're not. Every time you use food or alcohol or shopping or whatever to avoid a negative feeling, just remind yourself, oh, I'm also using this to avoid positive feelings. Like happiness. Okay, we don't want to miss out on happiness. We don't want to miss out on the smiles of our kids. We don't want to miss out on the hugs or the little way that they say words when they're young, right? We don't want to miss out on the way that 
days, like the moments, like Kimber right now, she's learning how to read. I just think it's so cool because his, I never thought I would see it. I don't know why. I mean, I, I knew she would eventually read, right? But like, just how quickly she is picking up on it. It's so cool to see that. It's so cool for her to be reading books at the dinner table out loud to us. That is so cool, right? And before, I probably would have said, no, no books at the dinner table. We just need to get through this meal so you can go to bed. <laughs> I wouldn't have just enjoyed what I had around me. And whenever you start to enjoy the things around you, you start to fill up your life with the good things and you start to kind of wake up your eyes and get out of that survival mode. The more of that that you experience, the quicker you get out of survival mode. So it's kind of a catch because it's hard to see those things when you're in it, when you're in the thick of it, but that's exactly what helps you get out of it. So all I can say, my advice for tonight <laughs> is open up your eyes, kind of shake off the fog and, and ask yourself, what am I missing here? What am I missing out on? What am I avoiding? What do I want more of in my life? What is the most important thing to me in my life? And am I really, really, truly seeing it? Am I really, truly putting it first? Okay, guys, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining me on today's episode of Overcome the Overwhelm. If you have questions or like more information, head on over to LowryLifeCoaching.com and I'll see you next week.